Hello and welcome, everybody. My name is John, and um, I am the host of the Common People Podcast. Now, I know I haven't uh, uploaded an episode for quite some time, and uh, there's a lot of reasons for that. I'm actually working on something very exciting, and it's uh, uh, almost done and completed, so I'll announce that when the time is right. But this isn't going to be a normal episode. Um, it's going to be a rather unique episode, and before I even jump into what I want to talk about, I just kind of want to um, help some people understand that what I may be saying uh, to others might come out as, uh, might sound like I'm being biased, or maybe overly political, but you know what, the good thing about this is that is that if you're listening to this and that's the way you feel, you can just click off and listen to something else, right? Now, uh, again, I want to um, kind of just mention these are my thoughts. Um, some of the uh, information I'm going to provide may not be accurate, um, so you can go ahead and fact check some of the information I'm going to provide, but... Um, I do trust the resources, and I do trust um, the information I've been observing and I've been seeing, and I will definitely credit those sources at the end of this episode. So you guys can go ahead and follow these people, and um, you know, to to stay updated with the most recent um, geopolitical news and just foreign affairs. So again, um, thank you for sticking with me and um, I hope you guys make it to the end of this episode because what I'm going to talk about and I think it's very important and very important that people listen. Um, whether you're concerned with this conflict or not, I just think it's important to listen. So stay tuned. About 24 hours ago, a Russian invasion into Ukraine took place. Now, many of you have probably heard this or seen it on CNN, Fox News, you know, your cable news outlets. But I've been following this um, conflict since the moment it started. Um, thanks to the resources that I have been following, um, they have been reporting it way before CNN, Fox News, and all of these news outlets. So, again, 24 hours ago, roughly, a Russian invasion began with multiple waves of barrage missiles, cruise missiles, and ballistic missiles. And I'm sure you can find videos on this. Um, it was around 5 a.m. roughly when this first um, artillery strike took place on the bordering city of Ukraine. These missiles impacted a lot of military facilities, weapon depots, and a lot of, um, how would I say, a lot of advantages that the Ukrainian army would have in a fight against a Russian invasion. Now, there were multiple waves of missile attacks, which 
um, I think was expected because um, that's just a way, in my opinion, um, this, sounds, this is going to sound probably very morbid, but that's sort of the way I would do it, right? A wave of missile attacks to clear the way for then troops to move in. With that being said, troops did move in shortly after taking control of certain cities. And um, I just recently saw that Russian troops have actually taken control of the Chernobyl nuclear power plant, which to some may not be uh, may not seem like a big deal, but I think it's a very big deal, and I will tell you why. Um, according to the Washington Post, um, which is also another um, reliable uh, news source, um, Russian forces take Chernobyl zone. Ukraine says raising fears of ecological disaster. Now, we don't know what the Russians may have in mind, you know, having taken control of the Chernobyl nuclear power plant. But given the aggression, the amount of aggression they've put into this invasion, I guarantee you whatever they have planned is not any good. Now, I also want to say that with these multiple waves of barrage missiles and ballistic missiles, Ukraine has come out and said there has been a heavy loss on civilian life. Again, um, I don't know who would want to, but there are pictures of these scenarios and situations that um, local Ukrainian civilians have taken, and they are very disturbing pictures. But that just goes to show how ruthless and careless the Russians really are. Now, there are uh, a lot, again, a lot of videos you can go ahead and check out on Instagram and whatnot um, that will show you the current situation. I don't really want to go into details because these sources on Instagram go into details themselves. So, again, I will give you the names of these accounts towards the end of the episode. But the situation is very brutal. And the Ukrainian people are suffering. They are in anguish. They don't know what to expect. What's going to come next? They do not. They do not know what to do. Now you see, we're on the other side of the world, so we have we cannot really relate. We could say, "Oh man, that sucks," right? But we we don't know what it is that. They're feeling, put yourself in their shoes, seeing f- a fucking Apache helicopters flying over your house, knowing they're not from your country, knowing that it's from in the neighboring country whose intention is to take over. It's a scary feeling, and I could only imagine. Now, what I'm about to read off to you guys is um, actually comes from one of the accounts I follow. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to find it here on my phone. Um, I have uh, such utmost respect for these accounts, um, to provide the information they are providing. Um, the account name is battles and beers, um, battles dot and dot and dot beers. Uh, it's a very, uh, good news, uh, source and outlet. I'm going to go ahead and read 
you uh, some of the posts or one of the posts that um, he has posted. And this, what I'm about to read off, is has come from a Ukrainian Philly, a Ukrainian citizen of Kharkov, and I probably am saying that wrong, but that is one of the cities that has uh, that fell under attack within the first wave of missile attacks from Russia. The civilian says, "This is madness. Why?" Bombs are falling on Kharkov. My neighbor and his house with his family. Gone tonight. Blown up. I drove into the city deeper and I am taking shelter. I can hear the bombs still. Babies are crying. Women are crying. Men and boys are crying. A man in this store has a rifle with him. A truck with soldiers in it drove by not too long ago. Heading toward the explosions. God bless them. I am scared for what is happening and for the people who will die. Why is this happening? Today was normal, and this last night is hell erupting from the earth and sky. My country and home are in ruins. Why? And this was documented on February 24th, 2022. And if you go on this account, you will see a lot of uh, reports um, from uh, Ukrainian soldiers, um, a Ukrainian reservist, um, civilians, and what the, their thoughts are on the invasion. I'm not going to read them all to you. Go ahead and uh, look at them yourself. Um, so again, uh, the situation is very real, and it's very dire, and you know, my prayers are with the Ukrainian people, and I hope that uh, they persevere and they hold on to the strength they're holding on to. Um, president Zelensky, I think his name is, is the Ukrainian president, again, may be saying this wrong, has called on all citizens to join the fight, saying that guns will be provided. And I'm just actually looking at this right now, which was reported three minutes ago. 10,000 automatic rifles handed out to regular civilians in Kiev. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, which is the capital city that Russia uh, is primarily targeting. In the last several hours, men aged 18 to 60 not allowed to leave Ukraine due to martial law. The rifles were handed out in Kiev according to the Ukrainian Interior Ministry. The martial law message was from head of Liv Customs, uh, something, I can't pronounce the name, who said... Urgent message to the attention of citizens. Due to martial law, men, citizens of Ukraine, aged 18 to 60 years old, will not be allowed to leave the country. So, innocent people that have no war experience or experience in war are being called to fight. They're being called to fight to protect their country. I know that's something I would do regardless of how bad the situation was. Some of them are forced to fight. They cannot leave, so they do not have an option. They have to fight. So all of this brings me to one thing. What is the U.S. going to do? Now, if, now, if you've been keeping up with this for the last month or so, because the situation has been going on for a while... Um, not the invasion, 
but just the conflict on the border, um, just the uh, sort of aggression on the border of Russia really mobilizing its troops, aircraft, and all that to the border. Um, NATO has actually been very involved, and uh, uh, a lot of our NATO allies have deployed troops in the Baltic states, Poland, you know, things like that. Um, But, so let's get to the U.S. response. So, the U.S. responds with, well, before I actually say what they respond with, um, Biden and the Secretary of State this morning actually held a virtual meeting with Group 7 this morning. Now, I don't know if you guys know what Group 7 is. Um, I think it's very uh, interesting, but Group 7 is actually an organization um. Uh, let me see, because uh, I I don't know the exact countries. I want to get them right, but it's an organization. Oh, here we go. Uh, the Group of Seven is an intergovernmental organization that meets periodically to address international economic and monetary issues. G seven countries consist of the U.S., the U.K., France, Germany, Italy, Canada, and Japan. Um, it's made up of these countries because uh, these are the countries that will possess some of the highest, uh, possess high economies. Uh, they met this morning, and they all came to the con- uh, conclusion that they will impose severe sanctions on Russia. That was a consequence of the invasion. The uh, Biden administration has imposed severe sanctions on Russia, primarily on its financial institutions. So, as thousands of Ukrainian civilians die due to a Russian invasion, the Biden administration is still focused on hurting Russia's, Russia's economy, which wasn't great to start off with. There are certain banks in Russia that are no longer available due to these sanctions. Uh, I think I heard something somewhere around $60 billion in assets have been frozen under the jurisdiction of the United States. But yet, President Biden says, I will not move troops into Ukraine to fight Russia. Biden wants to avoid an all-out conflict with Russia. To the point where he even said, I will not go back to save any Americans trapped in Ukraine. Just to avoid the possibility of a clash between our troops and Russian troops. That sounds a little bit similar to something. Not comp- not entirely similar, but sounds a bit similar to another situation. The Afghanistan withdrawal. A huge disaster for the Biden administration. A huge disaster. It was a catastrophe. American lives were lost due to a bomb that went off at the Kabul airport. Biden administration did nothing. No retaliation did nothing. Now, at this point, I am just going to basically give my thoughts. And if you don't like it, well, again, you can click off. But these are my thoughts and my opinions. I am not going to sit here and sugarcoat the Biden administration's options and, 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 and sort of what they're doing to handle the situation. You go back to Afghanistan, it was a disgusting 
event. The Biden administration did such a poor job. If you ask me, President Joe Biden is not fit to run this country. He's making us look weak, and he has done nothing for us at all. Lives are lost in Afghanistan due to his poor planning, even though Pentagon officials anticipated and let him know this was going to happen, and he ignored it. He said it's impossible. The Taliban cannot take over Afghanistan. It just won't happen in a matter of days. It happened. And I'm sure you can find videos on that situation. It's, it's disturbing. He did nothing. People want to uh, assume, hey, you know what? The Ukraine situation, Biden is going to clean up his act and, and, and learn from his mistakes. Well, so far what I know is he is not learning from his mistakes. Once again, he is willing to abandon American citizens in Ukraine and let Russians take him prisoner, God knows what. And he is completely okay with that. You see, I don't understand why he would do such a thing. It's very sad. And it's very disturbing. I think that we should... Well, you know, I'm not a political professional. You know, this is just my opinion. I think that we should handle the situation a bit more aggressively and offensively. I think Joe Biden is actually scared of Russia. I think the Biden administration is really scared of what the Russians can do. Now, before the Russian invasion started, President Putin did say, um, I'm not really sure on the exact words, but it was along the lines of saying any country that interferes with my military operation in Ukraine will be faced with a threat they have never seen in their history. Primarily going towards the West and, you know, other countries because I think, you know, uh, the UK, the United States are some of the biggest threats to uh, Russia in this situation. And we don't know what that means. We do know that the Russians did conduct a nuclear exercise before the invasion. Um, we do know that Vladimir Putin publicly did say that they have a vast nuclear capability and a very strong nuclear capability at their disposal. So who knows what that threat may be. Um, we don't know. But it seems that it definitely has Joe Biden hiding under his bed because, well, he's not doing anything to help. Those are just my thoughts on the situation. Um, the situation is obviously going to continue to evolve. Um, last time I heard, Vladimir Putin did say um, that he will stop his military operation and withdraw troops from Ukraine if Ukraine demilitarizes themselves. So it's essentially, it's an invasion. I mean, it's what it is. Putin is going to basically try to bargain with Ukraine and tell them, you know what, I'll back off, just let me take over. It's essentially what they want. And I strongly believe that the Ukrainian people will not fall into that and will die trying. 
once again, my prayers go out to the Ukrainian families and the soldiers who are fighting, the civilians who have enlisted, to the civilians who are not even enlisted, who are still taking bearing arms, taking up arms and fighting. My respect goes out to you. My prayers and thoughts go out to you and your families. And from the bottom of my heart, I hope everything turns out okay. Um, war is war. We can't really do much about it. So that's pretty much it for this episode. Um, I know it was uh, a unique one and a different one, but uh, I just... I felt the situation really getting to me and I felt I need to needed to publicly say something and express my thoughts on the situation. Again, if you don't like it, then you know, I'm sorry, but that's just my opinion. Um, once again, my thoughts and prayers go out to the Ukrainian army families of those soldiers. And um, for the account and the resources, now that's uh, I want to credit these guys because these guys have actually been doing a phenomenal job on um, covering foreign affairs, and not only on the U- Ukrainian uh, situation, but also the Afghanistan situation that I mentioned previously. They did a well coverage on that. So the accounts you can follow are news.conflicts on Instagram. Our Wars Today 2 on Instagram. The Filthy American 2.0 on Instagram. And I'd just like to mention uh, the Filthy American 2.0 um, was actually on the podcast, one of my more recent episodes. So you go ahead and check that that one out. Um, Rose.Warfare on Instagram. Uh, I hope I am pronouncing this one right, but uh, Tesseron underscore news on Instagram. Conflict Collective on Instagram, battles.and.beers on Instagram. These accounts have been doing a phenomenal job covering um, stories and covering the Russian invasion. I highly suggest you go give them a follow, and I highly suggest that you sign up to whatever Telegram or um, you know newsletter they have. I think these guys are the future, and I think these guys will definitely definitely make something of themselves in the future. Um, and I say this because I, you know, when I was watching some of the uh, cable news, like CNN and, and Fox News and all that, what they were talking about, these guys had already reported like fucking four days before. And I'll have you know that these guys are not professional, you know, they're just ordinary people who have a passion for this and I highly respect that and you know I honestly don't even know if they're okay with me you know using their um, information and post to talk about this stuff I really hope they are but if not you know I will happily take down this episode if they you know don't like it but um, I felt the need to credit them and and credit their hard work because if it wasn't for them um, a lot of people wouldn't even know what's going on and wouldn't even know the harsh reality of what's going on so go ahead and give them, uh, go ahead and check them out. Um, so yeah, that's it for this episode. And like I said in the beginning, um, I do have some pretty exciting things coming up. I've been working on. Um, 
Uh, I will get this podcast up and going soon, uh, just not yet. I do have other plans, and I'm probably focusing on those plans a little bit more. But you guys will know, and I will announce on this podcast what my plans are once the time is right. So thank you for joining me. If you made it this far, uh, thank you. And um, I hope you guys stay tuned for what I have coming up. So my name is John, and uh, thank you for listening. I'll be alone Being alone ain't no bad Plenty of time to get lost in your head Running around in my mind Lost track of the time Forgot to get out of my bed I'm so tired of all